This has to stop now. In the last week, we've seen uh, a lot of back and forth on the internet between multiple online Christian communities. We've seen uh, the Grammys create a complete spectacle with regards to LGTV people identifying as satanic and doing their elaborate worship aspects. And then we saw Maverick City perform alongside of Quavo. And we saw Kurt Franklin go on Instagram to address some of this and not really address any of it. And I've been watching this closely and I've been understanding some of the legitimate pushback. I've been understanding people saying, hey, we need to be cautious with how we are representing the kingdom in culture. We need to be careful with who we are and aren't potentially partnering with or at least seeming to partner with. We need to be careful with being separate from the world. All of that I agree with. And all of that I actually said in my videos and addressed some of these same things with regards to having a degree of holiness and or being separated. I am for that. I think that is absolutely good. But as some of these videos have came out, I've also seen a different murmuring on the internet. I've seen a different tone in some of these comment sections, a tone that's much less charitable. And it's going to be crucial that you stay and you watch this video till the very end because we're going to be looking at a lot of scripture in this video. And I'm going to be giving you guys an example from my own personal life of something that is an accusation hurled towards me that may shock you. But I need you to watch till the end. Before we do that, I need you guys to smash that like button and make sure that you're tapped in. Now, I want to go over something. When it comes to Kurt Franklin or when it comes to Maverick City Music or it comes to whoever and whatever Christian that we see dealing with, I think we have to come back to the foundational aspects of what is the gospel. What is the gospel of Jesus? What is the good news? And I think it's best summarized in the message of salvation. And we see it clearly communicated in Romans chapter 10. Verse 10, it says, For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For Scripture says, Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's good news. Everyone who believes with their heart, meaning not their organ of their heart, but their inner being, and everyone who professes with their mouth, they will be saved. So when I'm looking around at these comment sections and I'm seeing the not charitable critique of asking reasonable questions of where it is and isn't appropriate for Christians to participate, I'm seeing the complete opposite of this. I'm seeing something from a much darker and sinister place. And I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if people are just hurting and they're lashing out on the internet, but I'm seeing very uncharitable disrespectful, harsh, and borderline hateful comments from Christians across my own channels in a video where I was charitably critical of a Kurt Franklin or a Maverick City. And this is what I mean. If we believe we're saved by grace through faith, which is what Ephesians 2 says, we're going to look at that in a second. And I don't care what view of salvation you hold, meaning I don't care if you think you could lose your salvation or you think it's eternal security. Okay? Once saved, always saved. My question to you, if you 
think people can lose their salvation is at what point and what constitutes someone like a your favorite artist, Kirk Franklin, whoever, not just being an error or perhaps having a misstep, but now constitutes they have completely shipwrecked their faith, abandoned the faith, no longer saved, a wolf in sheep's clothing, and they don't have Jesus in them, and they completely sold their soul to the, to the devil. What point constitute that? If you believe you can lose your salvation, where does that, where do you draw that line? Do we ignore the fact that he's been serving Jesus? Do we ignore the fact that he's been married to the same woman for decades? Do we ignore the fact that he's been very transparent with his sins, going on Oprah, confessing his struggle with corn? Do we ignore all the other things and we say, he's not saved because he was at a Grammy Awards show and some wild stuff happened and he didn't say anything the way I think he should have reacted. Is that really what your view of God means? That someone could be living a life devoted to Jesus yet have a misstep and maybe do something we don't like or maybe do something that could be outright sinful. Is your view of grace that cheap? On the contrary, if you hold to eternal security, like I do, at what point do you have to acknowledge that someone was never ever saved? Because that's kind of what folks in the eternal security camp is that we don't believe you could lose your salvation. We believe you, you just were never saved. Is it, is it after decades and decades and decades and decades of serving Jesus, being married to the same woman, raising a family, all these different things? And, and, and where, do you, where do you point out and where do you then draw the line that says, nope, I believe in eternal security. I believe in once saved, always saved. But these people over here were never saved. Because they did something I didn't agree with, or maybe they even did something sinful. At what point? How much sin is too much sin? How much grace is too much grace? How, 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 where, do we, where, where do you guys come up with these arbitrary lines? How, how, how many works according to you is not enough works? Which specific work? How do we come to these arbitrary conclusions where we go from, hey, there is room to, to, to gracefully and charitably disagree with someone. And then there's, he's a wolf. He's, 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 he was never saved or he's no longer saved. He lost his salvation, not because of walking away and denying the faith, mind you, but because he has thoughts I don't like. He said words and was at events in proximity in places with people I don't like. He didn't do enough of the thing I think he should have done. That allows you, so-called Christian, to then discard them and say they were either never saved or they're no longer saved. As if you don't struggle with sin yourself. As if you don't have some ideas that don't fully line up with scripture. As if you, at times, aren't fully congruent. I mean, make this make sense to me. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. This is Ephesians chapter 2, and we all know this. Hopefully you should know this. If you're a Christian, you should know this. Ephesians chapter 2, for by grace, grace meaning it is a gift, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that you may boast. Okay, so we're not saved by our works. Not, it's not as a result of, of works, right? For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We're saved by grace through faith alone, and we are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It doesn't say if you don't do the works that you think these people should do or these celebrities should do, that all of a sudden they're not saved. And that you get to jump in a, in, a, in a comment section and just spew utter venom at people you have never met in a very unflattering and uncharitable way. So my question to you guys is, where is this line? And who decides what this line is? 
Because I see one of two extremes. When I look at people and I see Christians in media and culture and whatever, there's two extremes. One extreme is pragmaticism. Pragmaticism just means the ends justify the means. Whoever has the biggest church, God must be in that. Whoever wins the most amount of Grammys, God must be in that. Whoever has the biggest platform, God must be in that. The God must be in all of that because it is big. That's called pragmaticism. That's called the ends justify the means. That is not biblical. Because by that logic, well, then Beyonce would be the most Christian person ever because she has the biggest platform and won the most amount of Grammys, and that's nonsense. We know that's nonsense, regardless of if she wants to thank God or not. Can't look at that and say, because something is big, therefore God has to be in it. That's pragmatism. But the other fallacy we fall into is called a tall poppy syndrome. It's when we see someone like a poppy tree and it sprouts up taller than the other poppy trees for whatever reason, we then want to come around and chop those taller trees down. We think they didn't really earn it. We didn't think God was in that at all. If so, it can, Nothing could be that big and the Lord be in it. No one could be at the Grammys and truly love Jesus. No one could be a millionaire and, and, and be on fire for the Lord. No one could be that popular and still be spirit-filled. It's just impossible. It's a tall poppy syndrome. And it really that comes from really a place of resentment. That comes from a place of, of I think I deserve that. Or it comes from a place of just a complete lack of imagination and poverty mindset that you think God can't platform certain people to certain standpoints. Now, the truth is that when it comes to whoever, God doesn't have to be 100% in everything that person does in order to use them, okay? And just because something is popular doesn't mean that God is 100% in that either, right? So we, we, we have to consider what are we talking about? It's, it's beyond reasonable to disagree charitably. It's beyond reasonable to push back. It's beyond reasonable to have these card conversations, as I repeatedly do when I bring on brothers and have these conversations with them to their face. It's not, it's not reasonable to say they're not saved, to call them wolf, to call them whatever, false teachers, because you disagree of a thought or you disagree of where they were while all along they're professing Jesus, they're saying they, they're saved by the blood of Jesus, and they're showing up and representing Jesus to the best of their ability. And so I think we're in this very interesting tension as a society, and I'm going to give you guys a personal example in a second, but this is what, what, what it made me think of, is the story when Jesus was casting out demons and the Pharisees came to him and said, you cast out the, the demons with the power of demons. They said Jesus was casting out demons with the power of demons. They're saying that Kirk or Maverick or whoever, Lecrae, is, 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 is winning Christian Grammys and professing Jesus, but they're really powered by demons. Okay? But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom has come upon you. A house divided itself will fall. And we're seeing that right inside of Christendom in real time. We see a whole lot of division, and we ignore the fact that Jesus said, the world will know you are my disciples by your love for one another. When we love one another, we can disagree. When we love one another, we can disagree passionately. When we love one another, we can debate. When we love one another, we can have hard conversations. When we and I'm all for all of that, and I encourage all of that. But what we shouldn't do is allow our quote-unquote love and zeal for the gospel to turn into hate 
for our fellow brother in Christ because they did something that we deem as inappropriate. That's not the way it should be. I'll give you guys an example of this, okay? Now, I'm a public figure at this point. It's not that big of a deal. It doesn't matter to me. But I put out a song, and I uh, the song's called Too Soon. This isn't a promotional thing, but, you know, check out the song if you want to check out the song. And I uh, had this little clip for social media, and we um, we put this together. Now, some of you guys have seen this, right? I'm just going to play, play you the audio. Now, what I'm seeing here is a promotional tool created by Zach Sparazzo, and he thought it'd be creative to use the corn hub font because the video is talking about me being a corn addict to sharing the gospel with a corn actress. Okay? That's what that that's what that bar is saying. So Zach was like, oh, it would be cool to use that font. And you know what happened? You know what happened? Goofy Christians, and I and now I'm I'm gonna take the gloves off. Goofy Christians in the comment section literally said stuff like. If you were really a Christian, you wouldn't have used that font because that font can cause someone to stumble. Because that font can cause someone to go and relapse. Not the content, not the media, not anything I'm saying, just the font. This is, this is real stuff. Multiple people said this kind of stuff. So the issue with this is that everybody wants to outdo everybody with how conservative and how true to the gospel they are. When in reality is, if you were really walking in intimacy with Jesus, Jesus said that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Paul said that your words have actions and implications. And best believe, myself and every other Christian influencer, musician, artist will give an account. Kurt will give an account. Maverick City Music will give an account. Lecrae will give an account. We will all be responsible with our time, talent, and treasure here. And we will all give an account. But you know who else will give an account? You. You will give an account for the way you spoke towards your brothers and sisters on the internet. And the, and the venom that you sent out because you have some things that aren't quite clicking in your life. And so the only way you know to lash out is to hate on the chosen or to hate on Maverick City or to hate on Kerr Franklin instead of taking a self-inventory and saying, why am I like this on social media? And is this the way you are in your real life? Is this the way you are with your family? Because the last time I checked, they said that the fruit of the spirit is patience, love, self-control, kindness. I mean, I don't know, friends. That sounds like a lot of uh, opposite of what I see in some of these comments section. And there's this concept I want to tell you guys about. It's a concept called audience capture. Audience capture basically is the opposite of what you think it is. Audience capture is when not me as a creator captures an audience. It's that when me as a creator does something that works and then the audience captures me. An audience capture will have someone that's a creator start to start to kind of recreate what they're doing to cater to people's needs and coddle them and make the same video over and over again, whether it's dunking on the libs or dunking on the degenerates or dunking on the fake Christians or dunking. And here's what I'm going to tell you guys. I'm not going to allow myself to be captured by any audience and I'm not going to coddle you guys. I'm going to disagree with you when you're wrong. And it's okay if you disagree with me if I'm wrong. But the stuff I'm seeing from some of these comment sections and the way some of you guys speak about your brothers and sisters in Christ who I disagree with, I'm with you, I disagree with some of that. But saying they're wolves and saying they're false teachers and saying that they're far gone and have lost their salvation, 
that is not coming from a place of the fruit of the Spirit. Telling me that I'm not a real Christian because we use the Cornhub font in a creative video, which by the way has over 1.2 million views on Instagram. My biggest video, second biggest video on Instagram. I promise you guys, this ain't it. This ain't it. Figure out what's, what's in you and why these sorts of things are coming out of you. Get to the root of that. Figure out what's in you that causes you to lash out this way in a comment section for words that you think you'll never be held accountable for because, well, it's just the internet after all. No, 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 no. You're going to give an account and I'm going to give an account and Kurt's going to give an account and Maverick City is going to give an account and we're all going to give an account. We're all going to give an account. So be careful. Be careful. But best believe I am not here to coddle you guys. I am not here to, to, to completely uh, just play into the same type of content you guys want me to make. No, sometimes I disagree. And sometimes I'm going to disagree strongly. And this is one of those times where we need to do better. A house divided it's, uh, amongst ourselves cannot stand. If we really want to go in and see revival and see the gospel contextualized in, in culture, this ain't how to do it. There's a way to disagree and be reasonable. There's a way to disagree and be charitable. Being charitable just means you believe the best about that person. You're not uh, using the fallacy of appealing to motive, meaning you're a mind reader and you know their motive for why they seemingly did or didn't do what they did. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're thinking. You don't know their motives. You don't know their intent. You're doing a lot of projecting. Those are my thoughts on this whole situation. This stuff has to stop now. I'm, I'm, I, it's, it's, I'm tired of it. It's, 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 it's too much. And don't do it in my comment section because you're just going to get blocked. You come here with the venom, you're going to get blocked. And if that's a problem, cool, man. You could disagree with me too. Okay, if you guys enjoyed this video, be sure to hit that like button. Check out this other video YouTube has recommended. And if you want to help us contextualize the gospel, consider partnering with us on our online community for only $5 a month. You guys could check that out over here, all right? I will see you over there, all right? Peace.